So, welcome everybody to the fourth installment of Go Play That's uh, post-mortem of the 4IF 4 in February challenge. I am joined by Bob Moratti. Hello there. And we're going to be talking tonight to Stuart Oswald. Hello. Okay, uh, for those of you that don't know about the 4 in February challenge, I do recommend going back and listening to our original podcast. But unless, if you don't have the time for that, we're just going to give you a quick rundown. The 4 in February challenge is essentially started by Joystick a couple of years ago. And the challenge is to start and finish four titles from your backlog. Sort of yeah, a way to, to clear out some of that guilt that's been accumulating in your Steam list. So, Stu, if you could, if you could tell us what were the four games that you, you played through February. The four games that I had the pleasure of playing were Killer is Dead, Gemini Rue, South Park The Stick of Truth, and The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. I actually nearly forgot them as I was listing them then. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so before we, we, before we start talking about your, your games, could you tell us a little bit about your, your experience of the 4 in February challenge? Yep. I bloody loved it. That's great you know, to hear, man. I'm I'm terrible with like you know what knowing what to watch on Netflix, what to listen to on Spotify. There's just too much choice, and you know the same with games. I own like a gazillion games, so I never know what to play. So it's nice to kind of force myself. You know, I'm going home. I know what I'm playing tonight, even if it's a game I don't particularly love or would have necessarily chosen to play. I really enjoyed knowing what I was going to play and just like. I'm playing this game until I finish, and then I'm moving on to the next one. Nice. nice. <laughs> Very good. So you, so you can say you enjoyed the experience then? Yes. Yes. And I believe you are also continuing the theme. Yes. Not, not with any deadlines or anything, but I think it's just how I'm going to approach playing games these, you know, now from now on. Just sit down, play a game until it's finished, then move on to the next one. Because, um, yeah, or, you know, I have a never-ending backlog of games. So I think I'm going to approach that. It's the same way as for in February now. So you kind of set yourself a, a list of priorities when it comes to your games that you're going to be tackling, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah, like I said, with no deadline, like I don't have to yeah, finish yeah. it by this time, but just, you know, it's, it's nice to just focus on one or two games at the same time. I should actually do that more often myself. I actually have five games on the go at the moment. Yeah, that's that's the problem. If we have like five games at the same time, we kind of like get mixed up and, yeah, what should I play today? Uh, yeah. But no, I think Stu's approach is exactly the way to go. Like, choose a game, finish it, and don't start another game until you finish that. Requires dedication, though. So anyway, uh, can you tell us about your the one of the games that you played? Let's get started. Yep. Which um, one do you want to talk about first? I mean, I'll start with the game that I actually started with physically in the challenge, uh-huh. which was, you know, according to Earl, officially the worst game ever made, which is Killer is Dead. Uh, I'm sad that he's not here to to listen to this. Really, I really am. So, is I mean, it? I want to gloat. <laughs> <laughs> is it the worst game? Well, first of all, let's confirm if it is the worst game. And Earl was right. He he was not right. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's not the worst game. It's not the best game. It's fine. Yeah, it's but, pretty but, much what I expected to hear. Yes, but it's <laughs> since Earl was so radical about it, we could you know just put that on the box and ship it. It's yeah. not the best, it's not the worst, it's fine. I think more Metacritic. games should come with that tag. Yeah. yeah. I think I think there are a lot of games, a lot of movies that could come with that like yeah, it's all right. 
it's not know? it's not going to totally piss you off. You know, you might enjoy it. Yeah, G- give it a chance. Give it a chance. Jonathan Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit about the game because uh, it's Suda, right? I played a yes. couple of his games, and it's like tends to be a love it or hate it type thing. I personally, I loved uh, Shadows of the Damned. Thank you very much, Bob. Yeah, in my mind, as always. Yep. But I hated Lollipop Chainsaw. So, so where does it fall in that spectrum? I would say, I mean, it, it's pretty much typical for him. Um, but you know, when you when you put those two games together, I think it would actually kind of fall exactly in the middle, because right. you know, Shadows of Damned, I think overall was like is the most coherent, nicest game. It was kind of wasn't so much dodgy stuff in it. It's just pretty straightforward. Whereas Lollipop Chainsaw was, you know, you're playing a, a cheerleader with a short skirt and there's an achievement for looking up her skirt. So yeah. we, we know what end of the spectrum that falls on. So I think Killer and Dead is, Killer is Dead is kind of in the middle. It has like the game of Shadows of the Damned, but it has like the hostess missions, which kind of bring it back towards the Lollipop Chainsaw territory. Fan service, mm. I guess. Yeah, but I don't think it's worse than anything else he's done. But, you know, so if you know what he does and you like it, you're going to enjoy it. If you know what he does and you don't like it, you're not going to like it. Yeah, that pretty much happens with all of Suda51's games, yeah. I guess. It's just how it rolls. Would you recommend it? I mean, do you think I should wander over to Steam and pick that game up? Um, I, I wouldn't really wholeheartedly recommend it. I think if the one you mainly like is Shadows of the Damned, I think that was kind of the one that he made to maybe appeal to the you know most people because it was the most just straightforward game. It had some crazy moments, but it was... You know, you you understood what was going on. Yeah. Killer is Killer is dead. I had no clue what was going on. Really? Yeah. At any time. At any time, because <laughs> the way it's kind of broken down is like there's not really an ongoing story apart from the main guy. You are just kind of fleshing him out a bit. Every kind of level or chapter is just random. Like you have a mission. You know, you you work for like an assassin company and you have to kill someone, and it's you know it's all about some guy called David who lives on the moon and he's like super evil. You know I I love that about Japanese games. I I don't know if they just pick a Western name and think that sounds cool, <laughs> or they think it's funny to make the evil villain be called David. Because to me, as soon as like you know this this lady comes in crying about super evil David, I just find that hilarious. What, I have what was never trusted a David. Yeah. What was the name of the of the bad guy in Shadows of the Dam? I can't forgot. And it was also a super common name, which was hilarious for a demon like him. And I cannot remember for the life of me, what, how was he called? Steve. Steve? No, that wasn't it. No. 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 Put it Bob. Yeah. I sure. don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of felt, I did kind of feel in Shadows of the Damned that kind of stuff was intentional. Though. Yeah, that's, that's what I kind of hope, because it is, yeah, I David. I got now. Damn it, I have to Google it. <laughs> Google away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you're not going to wholeheartedly recommend it, no. but it was all right. It was fine. Box quote, fine. Fine out of 10. <laughs> cool. Fleming, okay, so we'll. Yeah. That was it. What? Fleming. Fleming. Yes, Fleming. That was the name. Fleming. That's not, it's not really a super common name, though, Bob, no, unless you're like living in Victorian London. But it can, yeah, <laughs> it kind of sounds like a human name, you know? It's not something you would call like, a demon. It's probably better than David. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would I would respect a villain more if he was called Fleming than David. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's leaving aside villainous names or non villainous names and move on to a couple of your other games. So so what's up next? I know you you had a few issues with South Park about um, length or difficulty or something. Well, like that. difficulty as in the whole game was 
you know, pretty easy except for Al Gore. I could not beat Al Gore. I had real problems <laughs> with Al Gore when I when I played that game. Yeah, but, it was really OP. Yeah, yeah guys, guys, should should we actually uh, consider this spoiler territory or? It's he's not. It's not a main part of the game. It's kind of like an optional thing. Okay, then we we can bleep, we can bleep it. I'm not going to go into it too much anyway. But I think I you know potentially approached that game incorrectly because I know you guys your your completion times are like nine and fifteen hours. Mm. Um, I clocked pretty much around thirty hours on that game. What? Not bad. Yeah, and I and I think the difficulty was a problem because I think everything scales to you. So and I basically finished that game without being able to finish that one particular quest, which annoys me to this day. But you, okay. you clocked over like 30 hours, but did you, were like worthy 30 hours? Did you enjoy these 30 hours? I probably would have enjoyed it more if I had clocked it in about 20 hours. Okay. I mean, it, it was, it's like a good episode of South Park, but, you know... It kind of dragged on. Yeah, the gameplay and the kind of, the mechanics kind of do get a bit stale and tired at about hour 27. Mm-hmm. But no, it was good. You know, it was, it was I, you know, I loved the look of it. Obviously, it just looks like a South Park episode, which is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty much the best way to look at it, I think. South Park. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah. Would you recommend so, it? I would recommend it. If you're a fan of South Park, I'd definitely recommend it. Um, if you're not, I probably wouldn't because, like I said, I don't think the, the gameplay is enough to sustain those who don't have any interest in South Park. But I can't imagine someone would someone would play that game if they didn't like South Park. So it's probably a moot point. Yeah. I pretty much agree with you on this one. I think I wouldn't recommend it to anyone that is not a fan of the series and the show. I think it's pointless for him to play. So, what were your other two games? So, my other two games were Gemini Roo and The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Well, I'm very interested to hear about Gemini Roo because I've played a lot of the the other Wadjet Eye games, but I haven't played this one. It was my least favorite of the four games that I played. Oh, yeah. Really? Let's let's just end on that bombshell. Podcast Ooh, over. Okay. Podcast <laughs> over. Done. Finished. Um, he's never even going to talk about video games. No, again. I have not played a video game since. Although I played Ethan Carter after that game, so that was a lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the game again is going to get my highest recommendation. It was fine. That is that is a really high recommendation. It, it yep. all felt quite small. Like you're pretty much, you know, maybe for the whole game, there's like four environments, and you're just kind of always constantly going between the same backgrounds. The, you know, the, the, the world, the concept, the story, the characters were cool. I loved that part of it. But I think it was just kind of the core gameplay was quite limited, as in the locations and, you know, it's a stand and point and click, but it's, it's not as fun when you're just kind of constantly walking in the same areas, you know, the same apartment block corridor or street or grey nondescript kind of scientific facility and that's pretty much it like all the environments summed up yeah. nice have you played any of the other wadjid eye stuff have you played the blackwell i haven't played blackwell or... i've played some of resonance and what i've played of resonance i really strongly believe that that game will be better okay because it's... and i i really really enjoyed the blackwell stuff so if you if you get the chance to pick that up it's it's well worth a look as well. Very again, very strong characterization, which I think I think uh, Wadjet I do very. See, well. See, I didn't know it was from the same guys who did the Blackwell games because I really I really really enjoyed also the Blackwell games, the, those that I played that I cannot even I remember mean, the it, titles of. It's not always necessarily the same people because Gemini Re was just one was one guy, but Wadjet <clears throat> published them all. I think. Ah, ah, okay, okay. No, but the I think the Blackwell the I'm I'm fairly sure Blackwell and Gemini Rue are the same. Maybe. Guy. 
Yeah. Like, All right. Yeah, because I know they did uh, a Golden Wake, which was uh, from Grundislav Games and published by Wadget. So it's not technically their own. Uh, but I think I think uh, Blackwell and Gemini Rue, yes. Mystery solved. I mean, yeah. it, it was clearly influenced Sorry. by Beneath Still Sky, um, so I liked that. It kind of reminded me a lot of one of my favorite sci-fi books, which is Altered Carbon by Richard Morgan. So that was cool. Oh. And obviously Blade Runner. So... Overall, it was pretty cool. I just think it was the kind of maybe it was the first game. There's you know it wasn't super ambitious. You know, reused assets quite a lot. So, mm-hmm. all right, okay, good to know. I'll have a look, see if I can pick it up and and take a look and and tell you what cool. I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which brings us on to your final game, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. I'm actually very very hyped to hear about that one. I'm really looking forward to hear what you have to say because I know nothing about the game and I have heard nothing about but good things about it. You know, I loved it. I knew it. <laughs> it, it was super fine. Super fine. Super fine. Is that your best recommendation? Yes. I'm I'm English, so my best recommendation was it's pretty good. Fair enough. Yeah, if, if he says anything better than it's pretty good, he'll just sound yeah. sarcastic. By it's Carter bloody ace, mate. I can't talk too much about it because it's a game that is, you know, Spoilerific. rife with spoilers. But yeah. you know, the the stuff that you do in that game is just awesome. It's it's one of those kind of walking simula- simulators, you know, kind of the arrestor. Yeah, no direction, but then it does also have a very clear start and end. It's the kind of the bits in the middle that is all over the place and can be tackled in any order. But it's a it is a, it's a game. It's not just a interactive experience hmm. and. The music in that game is fantastic. It's like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, but good. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? The music from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is awesome. It is, but it's kind of like if Dark Place was like a real show with real music, <laughs> okay. this is that. Sweet. <laughs> okay. And what about what about graphically? Because uh, I know, for example, my, my girlfriend has it on her laptop, which just giggled at her and ran away when she tried to play it. And she's got eight gigs of RAM in the laptop. Uh, I guess the graphics card doesn't really doesn't really hold up. The the, the game is very pretty. It's it's very nice mm-hmm. to look at. Like you know, the grass is blowing in the wind. All the trees are rustling. The water in the rivers are running, and you know, nice environments, nice buildings. You know, I think because you don't really encounter. There's not lots of like characters on screen, so they can really go to town with the the environment. And it's cool because the location you're in actually really feels like a, a character in itself. Mm-hmm. But it but it justifies the beefy machine that you kind of need to play it. It's coming out on PS4, so oh, hey, I guess it does. Go to town, guys. Get it on PS4. <laughs> that that sounds like I may yeah, yeah I may cause... actually do that. I mean, I haven't got it on Steam, but if it's coming out on PS4, I may as well try it out. But yeah, I mean, you guys know I've just got a super crazy PC recently, but it definitely made my PC run quite loudly so it's definitely it's definitely yeah. pushing I it. think it's also it's you know it's yeah. a, a an indie type low budget game but very demanding graphically so it's probably not amazingly optimized either so that probably doesn't help when you're trying to run it yeah i see so but i, I definitely recommend getting on ps4 because it's the kind of game i'd love to talk about with someone who's actually played it mm-hmm. okay I'm right in thinking it's like a supernatural detective story, something yes. like that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's basically all I can confirm without spoiling anything. So, yes, it's that. Okay, okay let's leave it then a story that it's uh, spoiler heavy. Let's not talk about the plot of the game. Let's say that you just enjoyed it, you like it a lot, and uh, you recommend it. I think we can take uh, pretty much that as a as a whole synopsis of the game, <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. 
I, I think I've got a pretty good idea, but if you could just confirm it for us, what has been your game of the 4IF? Definitely the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Mm -hmm. There's a, a solid recommendation yes. for you there. Yes. Yep. So would you recommend that people go play that? I would that? definitely say go play that. <laughs> um, okay, then. Before we uh, before we call it, uh, I'm I have another question for Stu. Um, what was your highlight of the 4 in February, not game-wise, but like the whole month of the experience, you know? What was your highlight in this, um, let's say, the challenge itself? Was, was it watching Bob cry at Valkyrie? I, I actually, yeah, I really enjoyed working through my games whilst watching Bob stream on Twitch his games. Oh. I, I really enjoyed that. And I won loads of prizes watching him. Yeah, that's true. You <laughs> won a couple of giveaways yeah. like in a row, so you were kind of hogging everything up. I won Speedball. <laughs> yeah, you won Speedball too. I haven't redeemed yet. <laughs> okay. It's just gathering virtual dust. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was it was just gathering virtual dust anyway because I, I owned it already. So yeah. Digital anyway. Dust. All right. Well, we'll we'll leave it there. Stu recommends the vanishing of Ethan Carter. That's uh, our takeaway from this 4IF bonus podcast, and we'll see you all again next time. Bye. Goodbye. See you soon. Yeah.